good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to episode one of the GCSE Physics Revision Podcast with me, Helpful Hints. Sit back and relax or get up and get moving, whatever it is you do when you're listening, let's get straight to learning some physics. This episode applies for both separate science and combined. In today's episode, we're going to be looking at energy. So let's start with something we need to make sure we keep in the front of our minds, the law of conservation of energy. This tells us that energy cannot be created or destroyed, only transferred. So the energy your phone is using to light the screen has existed since, well, forever. This also means that we need to make sure we end up with whatever we have started with when we're trying some calculations. You'll get the idea about this later after we've spoken about some different types of energy. Energy exists in many different forms. Let's have a look at some of these and some examples. You need to be able to recognise where these energies might exist and what they might transfer into. So kinetic energy is the energy something has if it's moving. Gravitational potential energy is energy something has if it's a height above something else, for example, the ground. Sound energy is how you're listening to my voice right now. Thermal energy is that energy that particles have inside things that make them hot. Light energy is the energy coming from a torch. Chemical energy might be that type that's found in food and so can provide us with energy. Elastic potential energy could be springs when they're stretched or rubber bands. And we need to know about all of these, but three in particular in detail. Let's start with gravitational potential energy. This is the energy something has when it's a height above the Earth. Planes will have GPE, as will cats stuck up a tree. But what does it depend on? Well, if I'm holding five kilograms in one hand and one kilogram in another, both the same height above the Earth, then which do you think has more potential to have energy? It would be the five kilograms because it has more mass. And if I then took two identical bags of sugar, but put one much higher than the other, which then has more potential? That's right, it's going to be the higher one. And if I left one here on Earth, but took one to the moon, which then? That's right, the one on Earth will, because there's more gravity in the first place. So GPE depends on the mass, the gravitational field strength, and the height of the object. The equation then is simply multiplying those three things together. Mass times gravitational field strength times height. What's important to remember though is that we keep our mass in kilograms as well as our height in meters too. Now here on Earth, the gravitational field strength is 9.8 newtons per kilogram. Sometimes they'll tell you to use 10 in the question, but if not, go with 9.8. We measure GPE as well as other types of energy in joules with the symbol J. Say for a minute we're about to do a bungee jump. I'll admit I've not done one of those and to be honest you'd have a job getting me up there but for sake of argument there I am. All 80 kilograms of me about 50 meters in the air. All we need to do is times my mass by the gravitational field strength of 9.8 by the height of 50. And if we do that we get an answer of 39,200 joules. Now that's quite a lot of energy. But the time has come, and we've got to jump. So here we go. Now, as I'm hurtling towards the river below, hoping they chose the right bungee for me, that store of GPE is getting smaller and smaller. And this is because our height above the Earth is getting less and less. But this energy has to go somewhere, remembering back to our law of conservation of energy. We cannot create or destroy, only transfer. So what type of energy do you think we're going to transfer our gravitational potential into? That's right, because we now have a speed about us, we're increasing our kinetic energy store. So how can I work out my kinetic energy? This equation is a bit harder to think about, 
So let's compare a lorry traveling on a motorway with a car traveling along a motorway. Let's say that they're going the same speed. Which do you think could have the most kinetic energy? The lorry is going to have more kinetic energy because it's the heavier one of the two. If we compare two similar racing cars racing along a track, where do we think we're going to have the most kinetic energy? Is it in the corners or is this along the straights? It's going to be along the straights because this is where the speed is greatest. So in order to work out how much kinetic energy we have, the equation is a half, or 0.5, times by your mass, times by the speed that you're going squared. And we're only squaring that speed. This is an equation that you have to remember, so it might be worth having a look at this written down in your notes or in a revision guide to help you. Hold on a minute, we know that we've started with 39,200 joules of energy, and that has to go somewhere. So in this case, it's going into our kinetic energy. So we already know how much kinetic energy we will have, and we already know our mass, it was 80 kilograms. So the only thing that we don't know is our speed. So what we could do now is rearrange that equation to work out speed. It can be difficult to rearrange in your head, so if you'll buy a piece of paper, give it a go now. If you've managed to do that and we put those values into that equation, we end up with a speed of about 30 meters per second, and that's pretty fast. Okay, last energy store we need to worry about, and that's what happens when we get a little closer to the river. The bungee cord will, with any luck, now start stretching and storing energy to slow us down. It's gaining elastic potential. The amount it stores depends on how stiff the spring or the bungee is, and how much it stretches. How stiff a spring is, is called the spring constant. It's given the symbol K and is measured in newtons per metre, so how much force is needed to extend the spring by a metre. We are actually given this equation in the exam, and it's a half times K times the extension squared. It's quite similar to kinetic energy, but don't get the two confused. Now, I won't end up heading all the way back up to the platform I just jumped from. Some of our energy is going to be wasted as other forms. We won't be 100% efficient. There's air resistance to worry about here. As the particles hit into us, we're going to transfer some of that kinetic energy into their thermal energy. When we stretch the bungee, that cord will get warm as well. Eventually, I'll lose all my energy and hopefully come to a rest. So, our last topic of this episode is going to be about efficiency. We need efficient appliances in our house so they don't waste any of this precious energy, which could be coming from fossil fuels. More about this in episode 3. We can group our types of energy into two types, useful and wasted energy. You need to be able to recognise which type of energy is going to be useful for us in some applications. So for example, a light bulb doesn't turn all of that electrical energy it gets into light energy. You'll know if you've ever had to change a bulb shortly after it's blown that they can get quite warm. In fact, a lot of the older style bulbs wasted huge amounts of energy as heat. They're being phased out now and you'll be better off getting an LED bulb that uses A, less energy to begin with, and B, is better at transferring that energy into the useful light. You do need to be able to work out how efficient something is. This is the ratio of the amount of useful energy it transfers to the energy it has inputted to it. The formula is simply useful energy, or power, divided by total input energy, or power. So we can use power here, but just make sure you don't mix the two up. If you're going to go with energy, stick with that for the top and the bottom. Now, this is quite nice because you have a good idea if you're going to be right here. We should always get a number that's less than 1, because remember, we can't just make energy out of nowhere. If you've got a number over 1, 
you know that you're going to be wrong and chances are you've just put the numbers up the wrong way. Sometimes the question can ask us for this as a percentage. If this is the case, simply multiply your decimal by 100. For example, let's say a light bulb has a total input energy of 75 joules. It transfers 20 joules of light energy. What is the efficiency? Well, 20 is our useful and 75 is our input. So 20 divided by 75 is 0.26666 and so on. We'd probably round that to 0.27, which is the same as 27%. Nice, or not so nice. Let's get that change for an LED bulb, please. Right, that's all for today's episode. So be sure to follow, subscribe and all that good stuff so you can download the next episode, which will be on power and specific heat capacity. Thanks for listening. Intro music is Funkarama by Kevin MacLeod.